hit it. We are the e e e e e Sorry, folks. We're gonna have a new intro today. <laughs> it's gonna scare everyone away. It's a lot. That's what we should do for the. the yeah, it's, it's definitely bad. Welcome to This Enduring Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. My name is Steve Rudd. I'm Nick Gunning, and we're following the Ewoks from Return of the Jedi to the Ewok TV movies and the 80s cartoon. And beyond. Mm, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 6 of the Ewoks cartoon, The Tree of Life. This episode originally aired on television when we were wee boys, October 12th. 1985. That's when it was. <laughs> this episode yes. was compiled along with three others for the VHS compilation. No DVD release of this one. Mm. But on VHS, it was Ewoks <laughs> 3, Wicket the Hero. Arguably, the hero. Wicket was a problem in this episode, but we'll, uh, we'll allow yeah. it. We'll allow uh, it. <laughs> yeah. He this had was, one moment. He did. But he I had it. two moments. Well, he had one and a half. Let's go with that. Written again by Bob Carew, who, of course, wrote Caravan of Courage in several episodes of the series so far, directed by Ken mm -hmm. Stevenson and Raymond De Felice. Uh, I thought I would pull out Dan Hennessy today as our cast spotlight. He plays King mm. Gornishi. <laughs> uh, King Gornish of the Dulux. Uh This man has a legendary career. He is... Yes. He's en fuego, Steve. He's... he's <laughs> in every cartoon i know <laughs> uh he was braveheart lion in care bears he was chief quimby and in inspector gadget he was father bear and little bear and so many more so many yeah. more i wanted to shout out our friends over at uh, previously on x-men right here on the radio meanwhile network because he did lots of voice work for x-men the animated series including the recurring character ruckus and seriously hmm. if you've watched cartoons in the last 30 years you've heard this man's voice I know it's crazy. And you know what's funny? Uh, that I know I, I know his voice from Care Bear. Just of Care all Bears. All those things. Yeah. The Care Bear. Because yeah. my kids, you know. Yeah, sure. That's how yep. I know. Yeah. So I'm beginning to think, though, that Bob Carew yeah. really only knows how to write things that have to do with a caravan. Could be. Or a group of travelers. That's right. Yeah, he's right? a big fantasy that's, guy. I that's guess. what he knows. Yeah. You know, if we ever need anything done like that, you know, I'll, I'll know who to call. I think you call, will. I think you will. You know? Look, I don't want to spoil anything, but the Ewok leadership really needs to make some long-term plans. Because everything they do is like, guys, we're going to die in 45 minutes. Yeah. Unless you children go on a very dangerous journey and save our lives. It's just like, look at a I calendar. Know. Look at a calendar. I just can't. And I got to be honest, this so far, this is the closest they've been to complete doom yeah like the, like i know a couple few episodes back right i'm skipping over the jinda's episode yeah the episode where they needed to um what did they need to oh no that was only for for deej though right they only right. needed to get that stuff for this so it was, yeah it was Still, only he 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 was in doom and peril but yeah. not as close as the entire planet yeah. of That's endor rough. That's as rough. it was in this episode yeah so um <laughs> I agree completely. Mm -hmm. They really need to uh, do some uh, projecting yeah. On, uh, yeah. on responsibilities and really ahead. who should be carrying them out. Let's that's, be honest. That's so. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I wanted yeah. to mention a Twitter poll. So remember, you can always follow us on Twitter uh, at Dorian yeah. Life. Also, we're on Facebook. 
But we put out there last week, who's your favorite Ewok aside from Wicket? And the options were Nisa, Logray, Chief Chirpa, and Latara. And so there's still a few hours left in the poll, but I'm going to tell you right now uh, what our standings are. Uh, coming in at dead last, we have Nisa with 0% of the votes. Oof. So that's, <laughs> Princess uh, Nisa. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, coming in second Sorry. place with 12.5% of the votes, we have Chief Chirpa. Ooh, Chief Chirpa. Okay. And this is, this is another thing that confuses me. I guess I thought Chief Chirpa was like in charge and Logre was just like the medicine man. But it, it kind of is. Like, Isn't that what it is? It's... But it also kind of seems like Logre is just in charge. I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's like it's like the dynamic of like King Gornish and the shaman, right? That like, you're right. You know, they kind of or like Kirk and McCoy. Yes. You know. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, Nisa's dead last. Uh, We have Chief Chirpa next. The next one after that, we have Latara with thirty-seven point five percent of the vote, and with a commanding lead, we have Logray with fifty percent, fifty percent of the vote. So Logray's the fan favorite. When you take Wicked yeah. out of the equation. He is so cool when I he talks cool. like this, though. I have to hurry up. The whole world's depending on you. Anyway. Oh, I sprinkled some magic dust on that Twitter poll, and I won! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. Tell us what happens in the Tree of Light, because I watched it. All I right. I, I need to know. I need clarification. All right. You ready for my uber detailed plot of season one, episode six, The Tree of Light? Take us in. Dark winds plague the Ewok village as they prepare for a journey to the Tree of Light. The tradition of this journey is the young males of the village carry the sacred dust to the Tree of Light. Nisa protests to Chief Chirpa that the tradition is unfair to girls. Wicket, being too young, also is not able to join the young men, and he too expresses frustration. Chirpa reminds the travelers to make haste as the dark winds mean that the Tree of Light is fading fast. Logray hands Weechi a vial of magic dust that will restore the tree if they sprinkle it on the soil at its base. If the tree is not restored in time, the evil night spirit will gain too much power. Logray hands the group one last piece of equipment, a magic lantern that will lead them to the tree and also keep them safe on the dangerous journey. The group sets off as the younger Ewoks complain about being left behind. In the Duloc camp, King Gornish delights at the terrible, stormy, windy weather as his shivering shaman reluctantly agrees. Knowing the Tree of Light is weak, they plot to tear it down so that Endor may be ruled by the terrible night spirit. Since the last time they tried this failed, Gornish decides to take on the task himself as long as the shaman delays the Ewoks. The caravan of Ewoks find themselves taking quite a creepy path to the Tree of Light. Willy trails behind and is spooked by a large shadow. His fear sends the whole group running. Once clear of the creepy trail, Willy tells the tale of what he saw. Believing they outran whatever it was, they are instructed by the magic lantern to cross a very rickety-looking rope bridge spanning a deep gorge with an icy river below. Willie is once again spooked and drops the magic lantern as he frightfully runs across the bridge. The creature Willie is so afraid of ends up being wicked. 
which is perfect because he manages to catch the toppling lantern before it can fall into the gorge below. Weechi reluctantly allows Wicket to stay with them. The magic lantern leads the Ewok caravan to the Arbo Maze, a place Tebow says where many an Ewok has been lost. The group is reminded that the magic lantern should lead them through safely, but Weechi boasts he doesn't need it and sets off inside the maze. Meanwhile, two Dulocs, the shaman and his younger companion, spot them heading inside the maze and pose a plan to pass the Ewoks inside the maze and set a trap for them on the other side. Confused, the young Duloc asks how they will get through the maze. The shaman has been preparing for this for some time and pulls out a pair of special glasses he made that will show him the way. It's hard to believe it will work, especially after he walks straight into a nearby tree. Inside the maze, Paplu and Weechi argue about who is the leader and which way they should go, despite Wicket reminding them they should just follow the lantern's direction. Paplu doesn't listen and decides which way to go foolishly using a blind decision-making technique. You know, the eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> At this moment, Nisa and Latara make it to the entrance of the Arbo maze. Apparently, they too have been following the caravan this whole time. Weechi and Paplu continue to argue about which way to go as the Dulocs encounter the same issues after the special glasses the shaman made break. Implementing Plan B, the shaman procures a net coated in super sticky Ganga sap that will stop the Ewoks in their tracks. Latara and Nisa are also lost in the maze and suddenly run into the Dulocs. The Dulocs chase the girls with the sticky net but accidentally get themselves stuck in their own trap. At this moment, the Ewok caravan discover Nisa and Latara and ask them why they're even there. They make excuses but eventually admit they too just want to prove themselves like the rest. Paplu tells them to follow him, but the girls aren't convinced he knows the way. Once again, Wicket speaks up, saying the lantern has shown the right way the whole time, and the group listens this time, and eventually, they make it out of the maze. The next part of their trip is perilous, as they have to cross the Valley of Floating Trees to reach the Tree of Light on the other side. The Ewoks furnish some oars and begin to row themselves on a floating tree across the sky of the deep, deep valley. In the distance, they spot the Mountain of Light where the Tree of Light rests. Willie, on the other hand, spots floating trees gaining on them from behind. He thinks they may be friendly, but Weechi knows what's going on. It's Gornish and his Dulag horde attempting to ram into them. They crash into the Ewoks, board their floating tree, and tie them up. Gornish steals the magic dust, and the Ewoks protest in frustration. Before the Dulocs pull away, Wicket manages to break free of his bonds and frees Nisa as well. They quickly stow away on the departing Dulocs floating tree. Eventually, the rest of the Ewoks break free but find their oars have been smashed. Thinking quickly, Weechi decides to use their blankets as sails. They make it to the base of the Mountain of Light where they find the rest of the Dulocs abandoned trees. They hope that Wicket and Nisa have managed to stall the Dulocs. Not thinking about how to stop, they, cr they crash into the base of the mountain, which only inflames the conflict between Weechi and Paplu. At the top of the mountain, the Dulocs attempt to pull down the Tree of Light. 
Nisa and Wicket surprise Gornish, and he begins to chase them. In the ensuing chase, Nisa manages to grab the vial of magic dust from Gornish. She quickly tosses the vial to Wicket, and he runs off to save the tree. Furious, Gornish chases after him. The rest of the Ewoks make it to the tree and see Dulox furiously chasing Wicket. Wicket manages to evade capture by the Dulox as they end up thwarting their own chase by running into each other. Wicket throws the vial of magic dust onto the decaying roots of the Tree of Light. Suddenly, the tree becomes full of brilliant light. The dusty ground around it is restored to rich, full grass. Flowers bloom all around the Ewoks, and they happily cheer as the Tree of Light has been completely restored. The Dulok Shaman and his companions, still trapped in their sticky net, finally make it to the base of the mountain. They both wonder why everything is getting brighter, before being completely trampled by the entire Dulok clan, making a swift retreat. Back at the Ewok village, Chief Chirpa awards each original member of the caravan a silver feather for their bravery. Next, he expresses his grave disappointment in Wicket, Nisa, and Latara for disobeying him. However, he admits he has no choice but to also prevent the three a silver feather for their bravery as well. The Ewok tribe rejoices. Roll credits. It's kind of like in Star Trek Four, where Kirk and the gang get in trouble for disobeying orders, but then he's like, your punishment is to be captain of the Enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> similar. Yeah. Similar vibe. It's so true. It's okay. kind of like, oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I mean, they did save the planet. Let's, you know. I agree. I agree. Yeah, mistakes you know. were made, sure, but a planet was saved. So they yes. deserve that white feather. Yeah, whatever that is. A <laughs> silver know. feather? Like, I really? Guess. That's. Just... You couldn't have given me a hut or at least my own tree, something, you know, something say. like that? Yeah. A pair know? of pants, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> a pair of pants? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is Logray. <laughs> Thank you for saving the planet. You'd think at least more people would be there. Right. You know, at the celebration of, you know, saving the planet. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Or at least make it easier to get there. Jeez. Yeah. Like, why not have a contingent of Ewoks there? You know, that's all I'm saying. You know, just make Send sure. Send out some invites. This is a big deal, people. With their own magic dust. Well, I think already. So tell me. Yeah, I think we're in a better place than we were in the previous episode. I had a good time with this one. Oh, absolutely. This one, this one felt again. This one felt like a Ewok show, right? I even though it kind of assimilated it, it was still similar, but it still like the the timeline needed to be met. Yeah, you know, it was an un um, the underdog group you know, went to go complete yeah. the thing rather than sending their, let's, let's be honest, you know, save the whole planet. You'd right. want to send like your best guys. Send a bunch of people. Yeah. And maybe more than <laughs> one, maybe more than one little vial of powder to throw on it. Yeah. Give them each a vial yeah, of powder. Just a couple, yeah. Have a couple extras. And again, yeah. don't wait until the day of, I think is, yeah. I can't stress that enough, but I feel like, like series wise there, I feel like they're making a mistake, not really having like a clear lead. You know, mm-hmm. like, I guess I remembered, yeah. I don't, maybe the second season is more like this. I honestly don't know. But I guess I remembered like Wicket and Nisa sort of being like the leads. And then there were other yeah. supporting characters. But this is really, 
I mean, Wicked always shows up, but he's not really a developed character. It's very ensemble in a way that I think, like, doesn't really connect with kids. Because they're... Yeah. I don't even know. Like, most of the time, I'm like, I don't know which Ewok this is. Mm-hmm. It's not that they look the same. They're just not that distinct in their personalities. So I have to sort of be like, yeah. okay, all right, so they're brothers. You know, I have to go through it every time. I know I need to watch it with the when I watch yeah, it and, and I write this because yeah. I got to think about the names. I have to do it with the subtitles on yeah. because sometimes it'll tell me who's talking. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's like the whole time I was like, I don't know what Ewok that was. And it was Paplu. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy smokes. Like, I didn't know till halfway through the episode when that's he says I mean. Paplu like one time. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I just, you know, so. like everything that came before it, Return of the Jedi, the two movies, you have Wicket mm-hmm. and then you have a couple like Logray, for example, and a few others that sort of distinguish themselves. But Wicket is not clearly like the lead of this series. And I really think it would mm-hmm. be a lot better if he was. If like he I feel was like he should be. Would, he should be. Yeah, he should be. And, and, and the thing is, they need when you have a show like this, you need like five episodes, five solid episodes to establish who your lead is and yeah. then how everyone works around that. Exactly. Right. Even even and, in something simple like a cartoon, you still need that. Yes, you still need that basic skeleton and they just don't have it here. Yeah, and then you start injecting those like, oh, this episode's about Latara, this episode's yeah. about Nisa, or this yeah. episode's about Deej. You know, they they spread it out too quickly. So yeah, and I think when yeah. it, when it works the best, so for my money to save Deej and this one, Tree of Light, are the best. Yeah, of the series so far, and I think they both sort of play like mini movies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you're not yeah. really establishing anything about the characters going forward. It's like this is like there's one quest that they have to go on. And once that's over, it's sort of like restart, you know? Yeah. So, then they win. If they win, if yeah. they do it in time, they win. And that's yeah. the end of the movie. You know, it. it's the end, you right. know? So, but uh, I, I think, I think the save Deej was better because the stakes were high for specific right. characters. Well, the three when, brothers rather. This one was just like eh, a group of guys yeah. went out and it's just like, it could have been, anyone could have you know and i think you know you made the point of into save these you were saying like that was like a family story and so that was a little Mm -hmm. bit more like you could kind of relate to it a little better it was like yeah they got to go save their dad here it's like yeah a bunch of randos have to go save the entire world you know big deal let's go send the teens like are you kidding me like jeez just kind of strange we had another instance of Yub Nub being used as like, hurry up. Yeah. So yep. I'm, not, I'm not down with that. It's, uh, they, they've like took, they've taken like a 180 with that. Like it now it just can, you know, kind of mean yeah, anything. It's, it's their it really, you know. But I think they're mostly using it as like, hurry up or come on, dummy, you know. Yeah. Uh, we did have a new insult where the the guys in the, uh, is, I don't know, Weechi and... It's not Willy. Who's who's Weechi fighting with in the Paplu? Paplu. He's okay. Paplu. Yeah. Weechi and Paplu. A lot of toxic masculinity in that cave. Is oh I'm yeah. Saying. They're just really like yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> gets intense there. But Paplu. Yeah, calls I know which him, way to go. Uh, Lurdo. He's Lurdo. Like, yeah, yeah Lurdo, I've heard that. You know, which I Lurdo. sort of took to mean like lard ass. <laughs> totally. <Yeah. laughs> That's what it felt like when he said it. Like the way he the way he delivered that line, I was like, okay. Oh no, man. Oh, yeah, wow. Right okay. It. Dropping that Ewokian gauntlet. <laughs> it just passed right over him too, like it didn't yeah. even phase him. 
Like, okay. You so know. even though, even though in a way this was kind of paint by numbers, you have the Dulocs and you have mm-hmm. the, you have just like you said, a caravan of, of people like going on this big thing. I, I just enjoyed it a little bit better. I thought the Dulocs yeah. were used better. They weren't just like, Ooh, I slipped on a banana peel and fell in the toilet. You know, yeah. <laughs> they had, there was a layer of menace to them. I felt like, don't you think? I think so this time. They, they, uh, especially Gorniche was, was delighting a little bit too much for, well, not too much. When I watched it, I was just like, whoa, he is really excited about this. And, and I always think in the back of my head that like when an evil character delights at the potential of, of like the evil spirit or evil, you know, the, the antagonist winning. Mm hmm. That do they really think they're going to be your friend? And that's what I thought the whole time. Like when he's like, "Oh yes, I'm the biggest fan of the right. Night Spirit," right. and yeah. it's just like, "Yeah, that's that's all great." But like, if the Night Spirit does win and gain power, like, are you its favorite? Sure. You know, I don't know. And like, there are more rags out there in the woods. <laughs> I was just gonna say that's amazing. Yeah. You don't. We don't need to get too deep in the woods on this. But exactly. Yeah. Like, what about Morag? You know, yeah. like it was weird that it wasn't like, I don't know why he said night spirits instead of Morag, just making this like a Morag thing, I think would have made more sense. Yeah. Um, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I just, it's, uh, there was, I think there was imagery that I liked, you know, I like when they were, when they were trapped in the, um, them all being in the maze and like mm-hmm. Nissan Latara, you know, coming after them, I thought was kind of cool. And I liked that Wicket was like feeling left out. And so he just like decided to be a brat and go after them. But yeah. imagery-wise, I liked the look of the maze. I really mm-hmm. liked the the floating trees, like the whole like, oh no, we've reached the floating tree island. I, I thought that was kind of I know, isn't that bizarre? Like it what, was bizarre, like, yeah, what? but in a fun way. It was like eerie. it could have just easily it. have been water, like <laughs> yeah, thought, like. But he was like, what if it wasn't water? Yeah, and it was just it the was just sky. And Wicket, I, I think, like, she, okay. I think Nisa dropped something at one point, and Wicket's like, "No one's ever seen the bottom." And there was yeah, a real, yep. like, she dropped or he drops a rock over, and she yeah. they they watch it, yeah. And it now, just you know you you're like, "Will you hear the kerplunk?" And it's just, yeah, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> when when the Dulocs catch up to them and they get everybody tied up, and Wicket mm-hmm. breaks free and gets Nisa free. Is he purposely not untying Paplu and Weechi because they're difficult, or is it he runs out of time? Because I kind of felt like he was. Being I think like, he I runs need... out of. Oh, do you? Okay, because I, I kind of. I think he like runs he out of time. Saying, like, Paplu is not helpful here. Yeah, <laughs> Paplu and Weechi are definitely like. All right, now untie us. Hey, yeah. what? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah. what are you doing? Come, but I mean, if you look at it, done. You know. they do pull away just as they jump aboard. Yeah. So I think it's a. Uh, you know, he just unties yeah. the person that's next to him. And maybe, you know, you're probably right that maybe a little bit it's like, oh, I really don't feel like untying yeah. Pablo and, yeah. and D or in Weechi yep. right now. Like, I'll just untie Nisa, you know, and we'll just go. And so, so yeah, I don't know. They they do jump on and it, as it's pulling away, I do remember that. So. What was the other, know. what was the other thing with the magic tree? Didn't they already have to save a magic tree once? Like in the soap episode, weren't they trying to... Yeah, they saved the tree spirits. They saved the tree spirits, right. I don't know so... if they had to save the tree of light, but they definitely no, were talking the about the tree. tree of light, but it was like, we have to go save this tree. I just, it's very familiar. It was the spirit say. tree or the tree spirits, one of them. It, it almost seemed like there was like a group of trees, you yeah. know, or like, 
you know, what we saw this episode, like, oh, okay, there is a one defined tree on the planet that, you know, whatever its status is, you know, reflects upon the rest of the planet, you know? The show to me just so. feels like they they just grabbed a bunch of random people off the street, you know? They just grabbed, like, you know, like, dentists and baseball coaches and, and teachers <laughs> yeah. and were just like, yeah, I mean, you guys have all been around kids. Just make a cartoon about the Star Wars and yeah. Like, well, okay, I guess we could do that. Like, that's how that's what this feels like. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Make a Star Wars cartoon. Yeah. All right. How much Star Wars can we put in it? <laughs> Literally none. That's the problem. Oh, okay. All right. That's the well, problem. I like a challenge. Yeah. It just doesn't. It just. I don't know. This was in some ways. It this was like a new golden age of animation. You know, like eighties, nineties. Yeah. Cartoons was like where it was at. You know, so I get why Star Wars was like, let's hop on that. But it just seems like. Like you're Star Wars, like you probably have the cash to hire some people who know how to make cartoons. You know, I don't know. Yeah, or maybe this weird. was like the the this was the best of the best at the time for Star I Wars. You know, maybe it really doesn't seem like it. I don't know. I think somebody it's was just, related. Somebody it's knew just somebody. A really flawed cartoon, and I think. Like, I'm not saying the second season is better or worse because I don't remember, but like, mm -hmm. we know the second season is basically a complete reboot. You know, it was even called like yeah. the new Ewok. So people are aware that this isn't working, you know? Mm -hmm. So by now, they have yeah. to be aware. And so they got to be thinking, like, we got to get this ship. We got to write this, you know? Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. But it's, they definitely uh, it's get the, the, now. the, the bizarre magic in there, right? I think the in this episode, it nece necessarily wasn't like even the lantern itself showing them the way, because that kind of makes sense. You know, a lantern showing yeah. the way to the tree of light just was like a okay, you know. That but um, felt to me like um, was it Caravan of Courage where Logre had that weird spinny thing that showed them? Yes, the, yeah, the top. So, there you go. So I mean, there is kind of a yeah. connection there. It, but it was the it was the the valley that made it like. When it's like, ooh, the valley of floating trees. And it was like, all right, this one I really have to yeah. bend my imagination to kind of visualize, like, why trees? You yeah. know, no, nobody's nobody's fashioned boats, like tree boats yeah. that can get across the island, or tree sailboats that can right. get there quicker, or, you know. I, I, didn't, I so. didn't mind the, I didn't mind all the tree stuff, because that, how I mean, they live in trees, there's tree spirits, like, they've kind of layered that in a little bit, so when it was like, the magic tree is guarded by floating magic trees, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, Arbor yeah, that, Day, yeah, let's makes Arbor sense. Day this bad boy. Arbor Day. There's trees everywhere, <laughs> you know, so I was okay with that. <sighs> But I don't know. Uh, what what was your Ichiwawa moment? You know, this one was hard for for me for like an Ichiwa, Ichiwawa moment because I feel like it wasn't. I don't know. I think my Ichiwawa moment was like the the that it had to be that they were saving the planet. I was just like, whoa, okay. what? You know, like, are you kidding me? You know, like to me that was like the. I mean. That was that was pretty big, you know. I yeah. I, I kind of had to rewind it a few times. Like, wait a minute, did he say like all of Endor? Not yeah. like that's you know yeah. like this area, right? You know, it's not like oh, some nutrients from that tree will kill all the Ewoks. It was just like complete and utter. It was yeah, literally everyone else. Like, does anyone else know right. about this? <laughs> I mean, it seems like the Dulux would want to help. I I don't know. Um, I, I <laughs> what had about a couple, you? I had a couple, but they all kind of relate to the uh, the 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 floating trees i thought mm. when they decide to like make the oars and use the trees kind of like paddle mm -hmm. the tree across as a boat i thought that was pretty clever 
But yeah. I think I had have to give it to once the Dulocs smash the oars and they're stranded there. You kind of think like, well, it's just up to Wicket and yep. Lisa now. But then they get they take their packs off and they tie the the you know the blankets together to make the sail. I was like, yep. okay, that's pretty clever. That's it's almost that's, like that's a that's a good one. That's a it's good close, one. Yeah, but it's not. So I'm gonna give it to that. That that's a good one. Yeah. I do like that one. Yeah. What about your Okavark moment? Um, or your Lurdo moment? Harder. <laughs> Wicked actually said Okavark in this episode when he was like frustrated with them, and I was like, hey, catchphrase. <laughs> um there was one moment where when they when they're fighting in the uh when they're fighting in the cave and wicket keeps trying to tell them that the lantern was pointing the way the whole time mm-hmm. the second or third time he says that they're like well why didn't you tell us and wicket looks like directly into the camera and makes this like <laughs> oh boy face and they hold <laughs> it for what felt like 30 seconds and i was just like next frame please so that, <laughs> that's exactly that mine. mine too Is it really that was mine where i was just camera? like that for me was the why didn't you tell us the whole time and he's like mm. <laughs> you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah that's a big moment that was that's good big <laughs> uh boy so yeah morals and lesson i don't know mo- okay so this was my only qualm is that the right word my only problem with this episode was that it seemed like they built a moral lesson of like again like working together mm-hmm. right it was so obvious that that uh Weechi and Paplu just kept fighting and i thought okay here we go no you know it's going to be like nobody's listening or like even the smallest person can contribute something right you know you got wicket there going uh hello yeah you know why don't we just follow the light which is what we were told you know but they're like oh no i'm going to go you know and so it's like they they refused as leaders you know so you get that like as a leader you need to listen right um yeah. that's a good lesson or like working together that's a good lesson or you know even the even the most insignificant person that you think is not worthy to go on your trip yeah can still contribute so it was like a, a slew of i feel like this is one where like you can pull some things to apply but i don't think there really is a moral or a message in this one because i think mm-hmm. it's just sort of another like an- another caravan of courage so i yeah. don't really think there is one i kind of thought that when wicket wouldn't listen to them and followed them anyway that he was gonna like cause some sort of problem and we would have had sort of yeah like, should have listened but instead it was like good thing none of you listened to your leadership otherwise your whole world would have been destroyed <laughs> Yeah, they're only encouraging it now. So, like kids are gonna watch this and be like, "Well, I don't know. My yeah, dad says don't run yeah. out in the road, but you know, I saw the latest I don't want <laughs> Ewok episode." So, <laughs> uh, boy, uh, Yubnubs, how many of those? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with like three point eight. Uh, you know that mm. uh, that the the moral aspect and the fact that they kind of copied. You know the 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 whole caravan of courage yeah, again. Now this is what quest. his third installment crew, yeah. Yeah. you know, so we've seen caravan of courage. We saw the, you to know, save to save Deej, Deej yeah. which is almost like caravan of courage. Now yeah. this again is just like, dude, yeah. like it, it's, it, it's going to progressively get worse and worse, yeah. but they're still good episodes, right. right? Still way better than the traveling Jindas, which is just like, what the yeah. frick? I still like, hate that where? episode. I know, I'm, I hate it. I'm pretty much in agreement with you. Like, if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of mm-hmm. the 3.8 kind of ratings, 
Um, because I don't think it was as strong as to save Deej. And, and just like yeah. the first two episodes, when it was sort of like we're revisiting a similar plot and the second one, mm-hmm. you know, kind of loses some steam because of that. I think it's a similar kind of deal. Yeah. But I still feel like it's a pretty strong episode. I enjoyed this one, whereas I yeah. hated, hated Traveling Jindas. Uh, yeah, I agree. That one was... I can't believe that one. I wrote so much about that one too. You know, you know now I'm gonna look back and completely regret doing that. It's funny that they made such a big deal about like Jinda's never traveled back in the same place, because looking ahead, the next episode in the series is number seven, "The Curse of the Jindas." So... I didn't want to say it, but I was like, "Dang it!" I yeah. saw them on the thing, and I was like, "There's no way." They just said that they get lost forever, and right. like, "Right here we go." Oh, yeah, so could have been could have been a matter of like a week and a I half, know. you yeah. know? Yeah, <laughs> like... maybe they never left. Maybe they just kind of like yeah. circled the block, and we're like, "We're back, everyone!" Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Who wants entertainment? <laughs> for tips. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if there's so, more Jindas, maybe we need to call Kendra. I don't know. She's she's kind of an expert on Jindas at this point. Just, uh, just torture her. Yeah. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. Because the mm. next episode of the series is number seven, The Curse of the Jindas. But before that, we've got a mm-hmm. Halloween special coming up. So our next oh, episode yeah. of this Sindorian Life, we're going to be covering the 2021 Disney Plus special, Lego Star Wars, Terrifying Tales. And we'll be joined by our first returning guest, Sally Jacoby Murphy, a.k.a. the Queen of Halloween. So Sally's going to be here Queen. Terrifying tales. I'm excited. I'm excited about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. It's going to be, be good to actually get give her something spooky to, right. something you know, to, legit te- to teach Halloween. us about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll see you for our Halloween special. Awesome. I cannot wait. So long, everybody. Have a good one, everyone. This Enduring Life was brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Endorian Life. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. You lurdo. You lurdo. <laughs> Eat you up.